0: hey everybody David Thompson here and welcome to our weekly episode of humble beginnings and our, our guest with us here today is a, a good friend of mine business attorney Walker young he's with the Sheaf and stone law firm and uh, Walker thanks for being here today man we we really appreciate it yeah,
1: David I appreciate being on here thanks a
0: lot you're absolutely honored to have you if the if the folks like what they hear and want to get to know you on a, a business level or a personal level Walker how should they how should they go about getting hold of you
1: yeah um, our website is solidcounsel.com www.solidcouncil.com, S-E-L for counsel, or just uh, find me on LinkedIn.
0: Awesome. Sounds good. And we'll put some graphics up on here as well with that website so that they can reach out to you. So again, thanks for being here, man. We really appreciate it. And and, and I know this is always the fun part in five minutes or less, (laughs) right? Uh, Tell me about your humble beginning, man. Tell us a little bit about your
1: story, Walker. Well, that's kind of um, a weird question for me because I feel like I was given... uh, the world at my fingers oh. because I had tremendous parents
0: yeah. who
1: cared, uh, cared every bit about my upbringing and making sure that I would, had every tool I needed to enrich myself and live a fulfilling life. Nice. Uh, so it's kind of, I kind of feel like I had a silver spoon in my mouth for the most part. <laughs> but, <laughs> that, um, that's fair. Um, so it wasn't always easy. I had some ear infections when I was a child. Uh, a couple of severe ear infections that delayed my, well, <laughs> made it hard to hear for one thing, hard to understand directions. And also delayed my speech development quite okay. a bit to the point where I went to a speech pathologist for five to ten years, I think. Really? Yeah. it's been kind of a big range there, but I was there for a long time and she did a lot to improve my speech development. You know, my parents had a very proactive approach about that. You know, they thought, hey, the kid can't say the word helicopter <laughs> or <laughs> pronounces wise or anything like that. So we probably should do something about that to get him some help. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they worked hard to... Achieve that and to provide that for me. And I'm extremely grateful for that. So I started out, you know, not being able to communicate. Uh, Handwriting was even worse. Uh, Reading comprehension was abysmal. Um, I don't think people really expected much out of me at a young age, but my parents did. And that was really all that mattered. So from then on, uh, they worked with me, got me the kind of tutors I needed to improve my skills and studies as well, and just stuck with me. And from then, I was able to achieve some things I wanted to achieve. Graduate with honors from college and from law school and went on to, um, well, become an attorney, participate on the moot court team. And, uh, you know, now I argue for a living. So (laughs) I've come a little way, I guess, in that respect. And, uh, you know, you can lead a horse to water, can't make a drink. I did my best to drink, but my parents were there in the early formative stages to make me go there. And uh, I have to give the credit to them. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome, bro.
0: That's awesome. Well, um and just so you know you're not the first guest to come here and say ah, I really don't feel like I have much of a of a humble beginning and our last guest as a matter of fact said the same thing um and she she was very clear though she's there has been times in life where I have been humbled though right and and it's really it's really just about getting to know you and your story and kind of where you're at. So um, I know you and I have, we've gotten to know each other pretty well over the last year or two. And and I want to talk to you about role models. Who are your current role models in life right now? Who do you look up to, Walker?
1: Well, I don't want to make this about a family story, but uh, yeah. <laughs> my dad is my biggest role model in my life. Nice. Um, he is, His story has been, you know, for me, it's taught me that uh, you're never really down until it's over and that mm. no one can tell you what you can and cannot do. Um, he wanted to provide a better life for his family and he had a good-paying job, but he wanted to get a better one. So he uh, went back to college and went back to law school, got his law degree and became uh, one of the leading experts in his field. Yeah. Uh, yeah and uh, now he's a county judge. That's and awesome. he's helping with the vaccine rollout. He's helping lead that county into a more prosperous era. Um, so... What I take from that is that a lot of people told them that you can't do it, or do you know how long three years is for law school, much less, you know, the two and a half years you need to finish your college degree? And uh, I think the lesson for that for me is to believe in yourself. Yeah. And right to on, not listen to those who say you cannot do it. Find people in your life who tell you, here's why you can do it. I mean, yeah. I mean, a lot of people always say you cannot do this, or you shouldn't be able to do this. So, for that reason, that Determination and also the willingness to give back to people in this community has well, he's always been my role model, but that's another layer yeah. on top of it.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Um, somebody told me a long time ago, the people who aren't doing it shouldn't tell the ones who are that they can't do it. Yeah. yeah. You know? It's it's kind of one of those deals. So mm-hmm. Um, I know you talked a little bit about your struggle in, in childhood with the hearing. It, it's kind of funny you said I couldn't hear her talk. I, I can't hear her talk, and I, and I write even worse. Right? That's that's kind of funny. But, yeah. Uh, tell me a little bit about your your struggles. Like your your greatest struggle right now. What are you currently going through?
1: Well, thankfully, the uh, hearing and speaking and writing has improved a lot. But uh, obviously, the, obviously. Uh, I guess my greatest struggle right now is trying to find a balance in my work and my, my life as mm-hmm. I think we all struggle to do. Yep. And it's nothing like I've like I'm feeling external pressure to be at the office more or anything like that. It's just, you know, I'm ready to work. Right. Ready to go out there and I feel the pressure that I put on myself to achieve. So it's, you know, that that tension between trying to achieve all that I know I can achieve in my professional life, but also being dedicated and being at home for my wife and my our little dog, (laughs) and my personal life, you know, Um, is I want to excel in both areas. I want to be excellent in my professional life and also excellent at home. And that, finding the time to hit the brakes and slow down that has been the struggle I found to be most pressing this year, you know, especially with the pandemic and with the way that we're always locked into our computers. It's easy to get sucked into more projects and, you always hear that voice in the back of your head that says, no, you can do it. You can do one more project. You can keep on putting a little more stuff on the plate. Yeah. Uh, finding that internal clock that tells me it's time to st- take a step back and focus on my family life has been a struggle that I'm working through and trying to become better at.
0: Yeah. I've got to tell them the story about the first time we ever met real quick. Yeah, okay.
1: I hope it's a, a good story.
0: <clears throat> so every day when I... Walker and I office out of the same building. He's on the first fourth floor. I'm on the first floor. And I'm usually the first guy to the office every day and one of the last guys to leave. And every time I got there, there was this car that was parked about two cars over. I had no clue whose it was, but it was there every morning, six, seven o'clock. And it was there every evening. when I. Sometimes I leave the office at six, seven, eight, nine o'clock and I always seen this car and I always just assumed that car was abandoned. Well, lo and behold, <laughs> after months of this going on, I'm walking out. And Walker's there. We had never met. And he walked to that car, and I walked to my car. You remember the first thing I said to you?
1: I think you said something like, Hey, man, you're always here late. (laughs) You seem like a hard worker. (laughs) What's your name? I said... Uh, and I thought I worked a lot. That was the first thing I said to him.
0: I said, geez, I thought I worked a lot. Dude, your car's always here. And, and then I went up and introduced myself. So wh- I say all that, Walker, to say when you talk about struggling with that life work balance, I get it. And I can also say that I speak from experience and kind of knowing where your car is parked when it's parked there, that that's probably a true thing for you.
1: Yeah. I mean, and, you know, my wife is a, extremely a hard worker too. Megan started home business this year, and, you know, she, she extremely understanding and supportive of yeah. what we're doing. But it's something that we both have to work on to, you know, we've got, you know, we've been laboring hard. We've got some fruits now, but we have to take the time to enjoy the fruits of our labor okay. at some point or else we're just going to be laboring all the time.
0: Right. Agreed. Yep. Awesome. Well, uh, what was your biggest win last year?
1: Well, 2020 was a weird year um, and it was met with some uncertainty as it began mm-hmm. um, with the pandemic, of course. I had some nice wins early on. We, we won summary judgments and got some big wins for our clients in a couple of different cases. Okay. That I got to handle pretty much solo, which I was thrilled at and throw out the results for that. So taking more responsibility in those cases was a early victory for me. Um, one of my goals last year was to increase my client development. Okay. To get out there as much as I could, which was pretty difficult given the circumstances. Agreed. But yeah. I did my best, and I was able to, I would say, come close to doubling or tripling the amount of clients I have, and uh, starting to really, you know, feel like get my name out there a little bit and develop a bit of a brand. Yeah. So that was a big win. But I think one of the coolest wins I had was actually earlier this year in 2021, which I guess still counts for your question. Sure, absolutely. Um, I got this call from a a friend that we used to be in the same group with, uh, Sandra, and uh-huh. she had a a neighbor who was having an issue where she's about to be evicted from her home. Oh, no. And it was one of those things, you get some calls as an attorney where it's kind of like, uh, hey, I got this friend, he's in some trouble, and, you know, can you help him out? And I'm thinking, there's absolutely no way I have time for this. I've got eight other things to do. Yes. But my wife, Megan, was sitting there, That's because we're working from home now, and so she hears every conference call I have, and she says, give the lady a call. So I called her. And it was a very sad story about a single mom with three kids trying to, you know, she's got a, I'm not going to comment on ongoing legal matter, but a tough, tough situation with her landlord. Yeah. Um, And so I said, okay, I'll, you know, help you out a little bit, that kind of thing. And wasn't expecting to do much with her. And then my wife told me that I think of your mother and think of your sister. If they were single ladies with kids and, you know, trying to get by, you should do a little bit to help this lady out. So I decided to take on the case and uh, to cut to the chase. We won at trial on her eviction case and nice. uh, actually got attorney's fees for that as well. So what I thought would be a loser and kind of a, <laughs> a waste of my time turned out to be a way for me to share my what skills I have with someone else and yeah. to help them out a little bit. And I have to say of like all the clients I've had, that experience, which I thought would be a pro bono experience, basically has been one of the most enriching that I've had in my short time practicing law. That's awesome. Um, she has been the most appreciative client, yeah. has been the most responsive, the nicest, and it's been, you know, one of those things where I feel like I should be paying her right. for all the good really? she's done for me. Yeah, just making you feel good about the skills you have and how you can share those with other people to help out a little bit. So yeah, for me, that's been one of my. Bigger wins recently, and I and it's kind of strange how those things come along.
0: It really is. I love it. Yeah, life uh, life's really about ups and downs, right? Uh, it sounds like this this client that you had that helped out. She was certainly in a down time, and and God willing, she gets back up. And what would you, what would you, what type of advice would you give to somebody who feels like they're just beaten down by life right now? Can't win, can't catch a break. What would your single best piece of advice be for that person?
1: Yeah, that's um. It's tough. Is it tough to walk a mile in someone else's moccasins Amen, and to you, know, <laughs> yes. to, you know, it's easy to say, hey, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. But if you're not wearing boots, that's kind of hard to do. <laughs> yeah. um, nice. I, uh, I would say that, you know, as someone who hasn't, I would say i experienced a lot of tough times, but, you know, having struggles like everybody else does, I would say that the best advice I can give is to never count yourself out. And wow. that, you know, you're not out of the fight until you take yourself out of the fight. And uh, mm. I'm a bit of a history buff. And the Romans had a saying about this that uh, the foe is not vanquished until he considers himself to be vanquished. Yes. And, uh, you know, as a person, as human beings, we're, we the wheel is always still in spin. We've got a shot to make it. We can always change the course that we are on to do something better for the people around us and for ourselves. And so, though you think that you have nowhere to go, there's always something you can do to improve your life in even like in a marginal way, yeah. those things add up over time. And uh, I don't know. I think that's something that you cannot really see sometimes when you're in the depths of a tough period. You mm-hmm. can't understand that like, oh, there is a brighter spot I can get to. But it just takes one step at a time. So for those people who would be in that kind of situation, I would just encourage them to keep on fighting. Yeah, it's awesome. It's great advice, man.
0: We're uh, We're getting close to the top of the hour, but one more thing I want to ask you before we part ways, what would you say you learned the most from 2020? What was your biggest lesson in
1: 2020? Well, I think it's a year that we will be hard-pressed to forget. Yes, I agree. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, And, you know, I had so many thoughts of what I thought the year would look like. You know, mm. I thought I was going to well, I'm really gonna work hard to make this thing take off, and I'm gonna get this experience. You know, I can't wait to do my first jury trial in person. Well, that's not happening <laughs> because it's all via Zoom or staring at cameras. Um, I think that what it has taught me is that life doesn't really care what your plans are. You yeah. know, you can say like, "Hey, I exist," and the world says, "Sometimes I don't really care. Right. We're gonna do it my way. We're gonna have to." You have to roll with the punches, I guess is yes. the lesson. Um, so if, if that means that we can still somehow find a way to grow our business from our pajamas and, and uh, in the living room, then we have to find a way to do it. You know, We have to find a way to adapt and to not only survive, but to thrive in whatever environment we're put into. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that we underestimate our ability to adapt. Yes. You know, we think there's absolutely no way I can do that. You know, I can't work from home and grow my business or practice law efficiently and you don't. Well, you're not forced to do that until you're actually in that situation, and then I think we're we can all surprise ourselves by our ability to roll with the punches. So, I think that I hope that there's not a more exciting time in my in my life that I live through. <laughs> I'm looking forward to some smoother sailing and for uh, you know more boring times in life. But I think this this year has taught me that we can really roll through anything if we put our yeah. mind to it. Love it.
0: Adjust, adapt, and overcome,
1: man. That is great advice. Awesome.
0: Well, uh, we're going to wrap up, guys. Thank you so much for viewing. And Walker, thank you so much for being here. And as always, guys, uh, have a super blessed week. Give us a thumbs up on this. Y'all stay blessed. We'll see you next week.